Hello. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So uh, this is Channel Open. I'm James. Amber. Kenton. Episode three. Got a couple of things we're going to talk about today, but the most important thing I think that we can talk about today, or no, I guess not the most important thing, but a very important thing is, uh, have you seen Top Gun yet? I did. I actually saw it twice. Once in IMAX, once regular. Ooh. Oh. You need to see that. Mm. Well, so everybody say bye to Kenton. He's going to go to the movie theater right now. No, for real. <laughs> like, it's really good. Well, I was holding out until I did hear someone say it was worth it. And we, we the sequels are always, especially when you watch one of the best movies, I thought back in 86, was one of the best movies that ever came out. It's pro-American military and everything came out great except for Goose Dine, I guess. And but it's still a life lesson, though. Badass machines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, they do, it, I was worried about how cheesy it would be being a sequel that right. far after, like how could it be really relevant to that story, but they do a, I think a phenomenal job of, they did a great tie in, making it all come together really, what really I have well. What done though is watched uh, interviews with Tom Cruise and if anyone enjoys or loves his, what he does for a living, it's him. I can only compare him to maybe John Travolta or somebody that really gets into their character and they probably disappear when they're trying to get into that character and study what they should be doing. Right. Uh, I've never liked Tom Cruise. No, I don't like him as a person. I don't like him at all. But if you're going to appreciate someone's work, uh, I guarantee you it's his work. And I think that you'll leave the movie feeling very pro-American, very impressed my grandfather being in the navy you know we were all go navy as we were walking out so well you just hopefully it's not about the money versus and it is about the money but also uh you can have a person that's completely pro-american in a movie and act like a uh whatever her name was that went to vietnam and came back and called Mm. all the warriors jane fonda jane fonda Fonda. Yeah. yeah And, you know, call everybody a bunch of murderous people, you know. Yeah. So. No, that, that's one of, uh, one of the things I was concerned about because back in 1986, even into the 90s, you still had, like, good versus evil, bad guys and good guys. You had wrong versus right, and now it seems like the whole world has turned into this giant shade of gray. Well, people wore uniforms, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the bad guy wore another uniform Yep. And back then. It just that we knew of. I was anyway. I was worried that it would be like some kind of shade of gray, and it wouldn't be. But it was actually, you know, nope. There's this target. We're going to go kill it, mm-hmm. and uh, these people are going to try to kill you, but we're going to kill them first. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a very cool story. I did not know, and I'm, we're not going to do the spoiler thing. Although I'll say spoiler alert: we might accidentally say something that somebody doesn't know about the movie. But I didn't know Val Kilmer's had throat sur- uh, cancer for. You know, years. I watched a special on him. I already knew that he had he was uh, he had some bad health issues going. Yeah, we watched it the night before last. I think the one on. Uh, Is it called Val? Val. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was telling me on about Netflix it. or something. Or yeah, Amazon yeah. something like. So I'm gonna watch it because I I had seen pictures of him, like recent pictures over the last few years, and I'm like, what happened to him? Yeah, it almost looks like uh, they put makeup I, on him after the mo- so he's in he is in the, the movie. movie. Yes. And they do a Briefly. great job of, of tying him and, into the movie, too. Yes, yes, they do a good job of that. But in in the movie, he, they do a good job of also making him look as good as possible, given mm-hmm. his condition, I think, um, and making it make sense, even taking into account his health. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of crazy. And the other thing was I, I Googled how old Tom Cruise was. 59. Yeah, he's almost 60. Did you see the before and after photos of the 86 versus the 22 versions of people? Yeah, he looks damn near the same. Well, I'll well, send it to you. He's a little wider. I'll send you the one I'm talking referring to. Uh, and obviously Val Kilmer looks a lot different. He looks quite different. I was I, I thought it was interesting they didn't invite Meg Ryan. Wasn't she Goose's wife in the first one? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised about that. What, what, what she's about Kelly McGillis? Or well, apparently she said she said that. Uh, what did she say? I'm, I'm fat and old now. I'm not surprised that they didn't <laughs> invite me. Who was she in the first movie? She was the uh, Tom Cruise's romance in the first movie. 
Oh, I thought this was the same lady. Mm-mm. No, a different lady. And this one is, I think this is the Admiral's daughter that he got in trouble for with the first movie. Patty Benjamin? Yeah. Yes. Penny Baker or something Penny. like that. Penny. Penny, I think it's something. Well, on the, on the aircraft carrier, they called her Patty Benjamin, I thought. Well, I don't uh, know. When the guy said, you'll be flying a well, we cargo plane full of rubber dog shit. Out of Hong, Hong Kong? Kong? Well, I, I don't know. In the I movie, her really name's know. Penny. Did y'all watch the first one? Taco? Many, many times. Yes. 1986. Yes. Yes. It's a gr- I think it's a great time, though. And again, I didn't mean to skip over what you were about to say, but it's a great time to have a a patriotic. It is. Was it patriotic? Was it American? Absolutely. Absolutely was. Absolutely. Okay. You can't have a movie with Ed Harrison and not have it be patriotic. And he does a good job. He does a good job, too. Even though he's not necessarily the hero of what the movie. What about Viper? Uh, what's his name? Scarrett? Tom, uh, J- uh, Tom no, Scarrett? No, he wasn't in it, and I really wanted to see him in it. I like old Tom um, Scarrett. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently we can't do any spoilers because we don't fucking know who anybody is. So what <laughs> I would say is we watched it the first time at a regular movie theater, and the second time we watched it at an IMAX. And uh, uh, He did tell me you went and watched it. How was that? I would recommend the IMAX because of the superior sound and picture and there's a lot of good action stuff going on in the movie that is a lot more intense on an IMAX. So you left one facility and went to another no, the next day. The next day. Okay. Now, one thing that I will say about the second one that I was thrilled about um cuz I'm always like a continuity freak. I want the the film to be accurate. Right. And as an aviation guy, I want it to be realistic. Right. In the first one, I mean, they would be dogfighting allegedly out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and you see mountains in the background because right. obviously they're not – all the right. shots weren't out there. But on this one, it's fantastic. And they had just left an aircraft carrier. Right, yeah. No, and then this is this one they've actually done a really good job of having everything be um, – there was Tom Cruise. Did he do the little introduction in the front of your movie? At the regular theater, yes, not at the IMAX. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. That I don't is. know. I guarantee you he doesn't know that. Yeah, probably and he would not. be pissed. Probably. There was only the big IMAX he wants advertising to thank trailer. Sure, and they should let him. I've thank never the seen customers. an actor do that before. I thought, that and was I him. think that's awesome. Yeah, thanks but for coming. We did the best guy, we probably. could. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I do want to research how they made their faces do that. What the way that their faces are contorted in the movie? They're in a jet. They're in a jet. They are that's in the G's. jet. That's G four. So are they in the back seat and somebody's watch flying the, them? Watch, and that's how they're. is a pilot. Tom Have Cruise you watched the trailers? The trailers for the movie? Yes. She watched the movie twice. No, I'm saying, twice. but have you watched the trailers? Mm-mm. So there's also specials or trailers uh, leading up to the movie. Oh, like behind the scenes type shit? Right, and yeah. they are flying. He's flying jets. Yes, they're so all in jets. He's not flying the F-18 in the, in the, in the movie. He's in the back seat, actually. There, there's a, a lot of that, but I, I don't know. I think, in, I think in some of them he is flying. There is a – when they're in the mountains, that's a true F-18 – fighter pilot that's doing that so when he does the nosedive because you can vertical, tell from the camera you you know where they are in position to the wing or in relation to the wing right. what position Absolutely. they're sitting in so you could be in a uh, a super hornet which i think is a two-man and i think a regular hornet is a single so there's two different hornets f-18s so there's a two-man just like the f-14 and then there's a single Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that uh, if you're looking at it, you could think he was in a, a single right. where he's sitting maybe. Uh, but, uh, you know, they are in that jet. He made them go through underwater training mm-hmm. because they're going to be in a jet and if, they have to, if they're able to survive. He made them go through all that. That's why I respect him. Mm-hmm. I don't like him, but I respect the heck out of him because he, is, he went after the real. And, I mean, he went after – everything they could go after to make it real. Uh, and I didn't know they, they... I was just... In, when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, how do they make their faces do that? Uh, because you can't... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> how, do you, how would you possibly I replicate that? with Days of Thunder, mm-hmm. stuff like that, he started... Well, he was driving that car. He was... Uh, like you said, he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doug told me on the original movie that he read that when they has the famous scene going down the runway and he's kind of um, racing the jet, mm-hmm. that he's on a trailer. No. No, I don't think so. Absolutely not. Now, no? he may be... Because then I was like, well, how would they do all the scenes in the first movie where he's taking his girlfriend home and they're going low speeds? Right. And you can't do that on a trailer. Like, you, you have like to I be said, on a real though, bike. I think after Top Gun, I don't know how much they were in the Jets uh, in the first movie. But after that, he went after uh, legitimate 
effects where it made it seem like he was in the aircraft or in the car. Well, Mission Impossible, I mean, he does a ton of his stunts in Mission hanging Impossible Hanging on the side movies, of an aircraft. Yeah. That's him hanging on the side of the aircraft. I mean, he's a, Hardcore. like you said, you may not agree with everything that he says or anything that he you says, but respect you respect him. his craft. Hell yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can continue talking about this if you want. But um, yeah. You got to see the movie. And one, well, that's well true. I, y'all, y'all are pumping me up because I don't, I don't go to the movies, one. We can, we can sidestep that. But two, uh, I haven't given my money to a Tom Cruise situation in a long time. It's worth it. So, uh, and if it's patriotic, that's what I'm It was I'm a good about. movie very, to see Memorial Day weekend. It was definitely a good movie for that. Um, good for y'all to go, um, for, for y'all going. And, and it's his first $100 million plus opening. Yeah. So he's done tons of blockbuster movies that have made tons of money over the years, but he's never had a movie that broke $100 million in opening weekend, and this is the first one. And that's what we talked about. I hope that this sends a message to Hollywood with where they think the American people are and mm-hmm. where they actually are. But I and think they, that see they don't that care. That's what I was talking about. The if they're here people? to make money, they need to care. Well, right. I think the money versus truly being patriotic. And if it does the nation good for being patriotic, I don't care how much money they make. And if they don't believe in it or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But if it does the country good, it made me want to go fly a jet. Well, clearly, clearly, they're not really all about showing in the movies what their personal opinions are because they spend all of this time in all of these movies shooting guns all over the place. And then when they're off camera, they're anti-gun, anti-gun, anti-gun. Absolutely. I'm like, but you made the whole thing look cool in your last two-hour movie or in the in right. the drama that you're in every week, and you make it look totally cool running around with you know fake guns well same thing with mission impossible apparently it's okay for a clandestine agency to go murder people but no not in real life no they got to have all your due process and everything i mean you can't be double-sided mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so one thing i'd really liked about this movie and i nowadays you really gotta it, it's kind of a toss-up but somebody breaks the rules and then they end up getting promoted because they you know know somebody or because they're a yes man or whatever the case is but this does one, that happen in real life <laughs> I, I have no idea. Does. Hell yeah, it happens in real life. You, you break the rules and you get promoted or you get in trouble. I'm being or facetious, yes. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, it's, I have uh, no idea. I've had the same rank for 15 years. Yeah, but you... Uh, no, well, 13, no, 13 years. No, you were you went up and then oh, voluntarily I did, I did, back down. I did, yeah. Uh, I, I voluntarily. Voluntarily. I, I like in my career to like a slinky. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, but this guy, you know, it starts off, he does something he's not necessarily supposed to do, and he gets punished for it. Uh, he ends up getting punished into a position that turns out to be an awesome movie but, mm-hmm. and at the end the situation at the end the, the great escape mm-hmm. is pretty awesome you gotta take a look at that you gotta go watch it so when does it come out on like uh, go to the theater and watch it just go to the this IMAX. once go to IMAX and watch it or just ju- hey once. actually that extreme at the end of our road where you and I live that one was pretty awesome don't watch it on the little bullshit screen watch it on the big one with the Dolby Atmos and all that stuff. I need to go on like a Thursday morning. Yes. Like, we can go after this. Yeah. Yeah. Go during the week when nobody's really there. And go to the IMAX. Well, You'll so like it a whole lot better in the IMAX, I think. Where's the IMAX? I went to the one in Tomball. See, okay. That's not too terribly far. That's breaking the Harris County line. Yeah. <laughs> but just on the cusp. 249. Can you carry a gun in Harris County? I don't know if you can. Well, probably a county ordinance that you... <laughs> what? Anyway... <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, there's a Second Amendment uh, apply down there? I think they've got people at the border. There's an addendum. There's an addendum. <laughs> uh, I really, uh, I don't go on about movies and TV shows a lot. I'm very picky about what I watch, and I'm telling you, this one I am, is. I am so happy that it was good. It's, it's. We need a good, one, Top Gun was the best movie back then. It made you want to be patriotic. It made you want to go serve your country. Uh, it made you want to go fly F-14s, which it probably let a lot of people down because you just can't go and fly an F-14 and be a fighter pilot without having all the the right, you know, mechanics about your body and all that stuff. So. No, but it still creates a sense of uh, competition and friendly rivalry and pride when and you do make that coming together mm-hmm. whenever the stuff hits the fan. Mm-hmm. So I think we needed it. We needed it for a long time. And I think that it gives people who are not in the military an appreciation for what the men and women in the military will put themselves through to accomplish their mission. Uh, Because what these people in the movie, what you see them go through just in training, it's pretty impressive. 
And if you don't have an appreciation for the military after you see that movie, at least that, then I don't know what you're doing. That's what I took from it. Was yeah, like, I'm that's just, a lot of work. It was and a you're great pushing yourself pretty hard. Memorial Day weekend movie. Yeah. Like you said. I it would was agree. great Memorial Day weekend movie. So well, I'll let y'all know when I go see it. It's probably gonna be next month, maybe. Go during the day. Let it peter out a little bit. Go during the day. We went at uh Go like on a Monday morning. We went at like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and there were or maybe thirty people in the theater. It wasn't that bad. And it's not Memorial Day weekend anymore. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend the IMAX. All right. The seats aren't as comfortable as the other fancy theaters nowadays, but... See, i got to have that reclining plush seat. <laughs> yes, I had back surgery, so yes, <laughs> seating is important. Oh, did you? Yeah. So Which is why we went and saw it twice, because there's not much else I can do right now. So, um, there's just too much happening in the news lately for everybody to keep track of everything, and, and so much going on, so many different angles, it's hard to know the facts about everything. So we try not to specifically address any one situation on the show because you can't know all of the facts. I mean, there are things that even the investigators that are the primary investigators on some of these cases don't know. And so we're trying to steer clear of that usually. Not uh, to mention that what is reported is not nearly and, what usually happened. On purpose, usually. Intentionally, uh, right. Yeah. Um, Which is probably the reason that I think none of us watch the news. Yeah, we don't really. I, don't I haven't watched Which the news since Joe Biden was sworn in as president. I last watched it January 6th. Yeah, I, I, I will occasionally um, scroll through my phone and read an article. I read. But, I, read. Uh, yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I try to read uh, from someone that tells me what happened rather than what they believe happened. Right, exactly. Or what their political leaning is. In, right, in or reference what they to think should is. happen. Right, yeah. So, uh, but one thing I think we all have discussed at length and haven't yet touched on on the show is um, off-duty behavior, off-duty incidents when you're not in your uniform, whatever your assigned uniform is, you're not on the clock, you're not performing a function for your agency. At what point are we still required to do something? Should we do something? Should we not do something? Well, when I first came on, it was your duty. It was your, you're still a police officer, and uh, my, that the sheriff back then, your gun was readily accessible mm-hmm. wherever you went. And yep. if he caught you without your weapon, uh, you probably weren't fired because we didn't have civil service back then at all. Right up at least. He was going to at least, he's going to chew you out mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to, he didn't want to see one of his deputies standing there begging for his life or her life and uh, at least not go with, without some type of effort or having to hit their weapon with them. But our policy still says that we're to have it. The law still says that you have a duty to act unless right. they've changed it. But they don't charge people for not acting and they don't charge people for not helping police officers when summoned. Right. So, so, so I mean, I guess everybody here knows that the answer to the question is if you have time to ask the question, then the answer is you should not be involved. If you have time to ask the question... You know when you have to act. Well, Most you go do. through your Rolodex of uh, civil process. Uh, what if this happened? Because mm-hmm. once you, you stay in the business for so long, you hear so many stories. And then you, you don't want to be that guy that's yeah. on video. And it really wasn't that bad. At, but you see something that's potentially going to get really, really bad. And you step in and then come to find out it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And then now everybody's looking at you like you're the, you know, the black spot in the in the milk. So, uh, you know, you you just have to. I don't know what the answer is other than be a good witness is what I was always taught. Until you really don't have a choice but well, to get involved. Uh, when I started, there was a scenario we were talking actually about this. Me and uh, one of the other guys that had just started with me. <clears throat> and we were talking about this around some uh, older deputies mm-hmm. that have been around since the late 70s, early 80s. And if you're standing in a store and you're off duty and you've got your pistol in your pocket and the guy in front of you pulls out a gun and puts it in the uh, cashier's face and says, give me all your money. There's going to be a contact shot. Contact shot to the back of the head. Done. Bought and paid for. Um now you now have to you're give him done. a chance. Yeah, now apparently you have to give him a chance to he surrender. He didn't know you, know, you had What if it was a fake gun? You know, that kind of shit. 
Well, he didn't know you had your gun on him, though, and he didn't know he was going to get shot in the temple. Right. So uh, he wouldn't have done that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, You didn't give him all the information. He didn't work out all of the lack of preparation on his part. Yeah. Ahead of time means that you can't do kind that. Of override your training and your being a police officer. Mm-hmm. Now, you have no way of knowing as a police officer whether or not this guy is going to empty his magazine in the cashier's face, even if he gets the money. He's the only one that knows. Yeah. Um, or she. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave anyone out or and, any gender and, out. That's true. The females are robbers, too. Not a lot. <laughs> Mostly just killing their boyfriends and husbands. That's true. Running them over, usually. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, I mean... I guess that's I won't ask anybody what their personal feeling is about a contact shot to somebody's dome well that's what I'm I've heard but, some older guys speak and that's what a lot of them would say sure and used to be that would be like yay bravo good on you thanks for doing that thanks for saving and it my still life is in certain areas mm-hmm. at certain tables and now I'm watching the y'all see this uh, actually I did see this on the news scrolling through that uh, in California there are these same group of people going to the same Sephora store and sealing like $20,000, $25,000 worth of merchandise, and all they can do is stand there and take video of them, stealing all of the shit in the store. What's the video for? The Prosecution? Exactly, yeah. Well, it's just people that are customers that Inventory. are taking video. <laughs> it's In- Inventory. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they took seven TVs. <laughs> I and while their governor sits in a mansion that's well protected by guns. Yes. Yes. And people that will be prosecuted should they come across the line. Just and hop all of the fence. Just see hop what the happens. Fence and see. Yes. Yeah. But you can go and steal $27,000 worth of merchandise. And all the clerks can do is hold their phone up and record all the inventory leaving. Would help so. it next time they do inventory. <laughs> just hey, re- rewind it. Let's see. Yep, Four, that's one 14 hair dryers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amber's I, watching a video for. I got to make sure what how much inventory I can replace. <laughs> We're not going to prosecute, so we might as well look at the numbers. No, I, the only reason I said that is I had a case a long time ago where there was a burglary of a business that did the like um, after your house floods, they bring in like the dehumidifiers and yeah. all that stuff. And uh, in the original burglary report that I read, uh, there was he he believed there was approximately twelve to fifteen machines stolen because of the amount of space and how big the machines were right. and the way they had it lined up and so i got the case because he found it on <clears throat> craigslist or something somebody was selling one of his pieces of equipment so how do you know that it's yours they used to write with a sharpie their business whatever name and then what unit number it was so okay great so i go seize the it was a dehumidifier i seize it put it in evidence and uh I said, I need you to, do you have like an inventory sheet you can send me? Uh, and he says, yeah. So he sends me this inventory sheet and there's like 250 pieces of equipment. And none of them Missing. Oh. Now. Well, he had time to think about it. And I'm, so I call him and I'm like, what, what? You had 12 to 15 pieces of equipment missing. You're submitting to me an inventory list and you're now claiming that 200 and whatever pieces of equipment were stolen. And he said, well, last time we did inventory, we had those pieces. And when we did inventory now, it's been three years, but we don't have those pieces anymore. So they were stolen. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, that's not how that works. You, Walmart can't do inventory in January 2022 and then January 2023 and follow a police report for everything that's not there. So, right. no. So that's why inventory came to mind. Yeah. So, hmm. and I don't see any other reason <laughs> to, to film it. Uh, I do. Maybe like impress how fast they are or something. I would record it and put it out there, so maybe that Shame it might them? it might spark some outrage in other parts of the country and go, we're not going to let that happen I, here. I kind of feel like nowadays the criminal would kind of repost that. Yeah, look, they it would. look at me. They they would, but <laughs> because here, no one prosecutes. But here in this county, it lets all of us know. Man, I'm glad our people prosecute. I'm glad that we put that right, sign but up that, down there. The entire state. Uh, well, man, my, the entire state uh, over there. At least fifty one percent. Yep, um, it's sad to watch. It was, it's a beautiful state, um, and they have taxed those people, and then they won't protect them. They won't prosecute. Yep, the people that are paying the taxes. Right? Aren't they taxing them to try and leave now? There's a tax if yeah, you try if you to leave. leave. If you move your business mm-hmm. out, yeah. Ask Elon Musk. How do you do that on the way out? I don't know. Like at the end of the I year, guess part if of you selling left, your business. If or you whatever? left in 2018, 
2019, you owe them X amount of dollars. Maybe it's a U-Haul tax. I don't know. (laughs) A U-Haul tax. I do know (laughs) that if you get a U-Haul coming from California to here, it's a lot more for a U-Haul to go from here to there. I bet it happens a lot less, too. It does. Uh, It's almost zero. Mm. Yeah, because why would you? I don't know. I wouldn't even... I would, if I had control of my plane and I was flying to Hawaii, I would want to fly around it. (laughs) What's your plane? Maybe fuel up in Mexico. I don't know. Yeah, they don't usually watch personal planes that land and take off out of Central American, South American countries, do they? No. I'm sure it was just a coffee stop. (laughs) Yes. Is there a Bucky's in Mexico? I think as long as you don't land in Colombia, you might be okay. Get some beaver nuggets and some fuel and get back on there. Whatever. Whatever. I was going to say the road, but. Well, I mean, I guess that's uh, that kind of goes right into our deal is if you're in a Sephora and you're a Cali- California peace officer, if that's what they call them over there, I don't know if it's police officer, peace officer, whatever the case is, you can bet none of those officers are going to interfere with a $27,000 theft off duty. Why would they? Why would you even think about risking it? Or. Well, I don't know. I almost got in. I was at the mall maybe 10 years ago, maybe longer. In California? No, here. And a kid took off running from Dillard's with a lady's purse, hauling the bootay, going down the main corridor of the mall. I happened to be coming down the escalator. And, you know, I'm off duty. I think I had just had my nails done. You know, <laughs> pre-pants and a t-shirt on. Like, I don't at all look like a cop. And I, like, went after, like, didn't go after him. I walked quickly to find out which door he had gone into. And I was just salivating at, like, sneaking up on him and him thinking that Mm -hmm. I'm not what he needs to be worried about and then snatching his mean ass up. But I never found him. But it was going to be awesome. So, I don't know. I'd get involved probably stuff. He had snatched the purse from some elderly woman in Dillard's. And, um... Had hid in the bathroom until his buddies show up and change shirts, of course, and then... Well, that's different, too. I mean, you're talking about you're in a county where they will prosecute the offender and applaud the officer, usually, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's an off-duty incident. And that's something that's a relatively, I would say relatively low risk. It's a theft from a person. I don't know if you heard her or not, but... Uh, you know, I don't remember a, you heard her. I just remember thinking, because I so much so never... People never guess that I'm a cop when, when I'm off, I don't think. Like, I get that feedback a lot from people. Like, oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been awesome. With, like, orange-painted toenails and flip-flops. Well, see, that was your cool story. You said you up. had no cool stories, and you could have had one. I didn't catch him. What was cool about that? No, I saw I'm saying him. you could have had one if wow, you had, look you, at him go. had you run after him. I, I wasn't going to run. I Especially just had my nails done. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> She runs out of the flip-flops and is running barefoot no, like, across the mall. they were still wet. Like, I had to You be... still have the little toe separator things in there, too? No, that's years later. It's a whole other thing. So, I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said, a time and a place. And I think it depends on if you're with anyone. Like, if you're with your... If you were with your wife, does that change... It does. ...how sure. you're going to interact? Or if you're by yourself? Absolutely. Or if it's the three of us in a place versus... You know somebody else if we're all three in a place and i remember me and my wife were in a parking lot of a grocery store and four guys just got out of two trucks and started fist fighting she was are you going to do anything i said absolutely not i'm gonna watch i think this is hilarious <laughs> and uh they were all for mutual combative they were all participating doing the dance and the it looked like they thought they looked like they knew how to box and it seems like it sounds like anyways every single one of them like you said, was a willing participant. They were a willing participant, and they, after everything was said and done, I think it was uh, nobody really got any good shots on each other, and all four of them jumped in the two trucks and they drove off. Now, sounds nowadays, like they handled it. If you, yeah, it seems like they handled it. It's just Texas, you know, yeah. shit, shit happens. You talk shit, and sometimes you taste blood. Right. Um, so, and they are all willing participants. But nowadays, it seems like if you get out of, if you don't get out of your truck. And one of them catches what a good solid one to the jaw and fractures their jaw, or and kills him, or kills him. And that guy's the loser, and the family somehow gets wind that you were sitting in your truck watching. Now, now they're why didn't you right engage? Or if you get involved in the middle of it and one of them pulls out a knife and you end up shooting them, what were you doing getting engaged? They didn't bother you, so right. it's what do you do? I don't know. I I talked to a, f- a friend that uh, he was. 
I think he's retired now, but he was uh, at like a fast food place with his wife. And a guy walks in and, you know, has on this kind of trench coat and he's acting pretty squirrely. And it's and August. Yeah, you know, like just it, all the red flags were going up. And so he's trying to get his wife to leave the restaurant. <laughs> and it, who? Which one? Oh. Why? What? That guy? We've and had just that like conversation. <laughs> See, me and my wife and my child have had that conversation. Mm-hmm. If I tell you to do something, do it. And they can tell from the look in your face, Absolutely. too, that you're serious. Absolutely. Go to the truck, walk out, don't even look around, just go straight to the truck or whatever. They uh, had not had that talk, clearly. No. <laughs> and and I didn't – my wife would wonder which one before she left, you know, and all that BS. But uh, I think she would she would know how serious I was uh, or how serious the situation was by how I was looking at her or speaking. So uh, I don't know if I would get involved. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many things that you could do or not do. But it's, it's definitely decreasing. The number in, of situations – is certainly on the decline where I would suggest or recommend to an officer that they get involved in something off-duty. Right. Uh, used to be it was anything. Uh, theft of a purse, somebody stealing an extra pair of pantyhose from the you know Target or whatever it is. You get involved. Yeah. Uh, it used to be that way. That's how you prevent crime. Even citizens got involved. Even citizens would get involved. So we, had, we had four people pull over a vehicle, do a rolling stop on the freeway. This has been... A long time ago, the, there was a drunk driver, and there was a four-year-old standing in the back seat of the car, and she's swerving all over the road. And four citizens, who were paying attention, boxed her in and pulled her over. And you know, they were on the phone with dispatch, and the closest unit we had ended up they ended up pulling her over on the freeway right across the street from the mall. And the closest unit was on the feeder and had to run across oh. the freeway to get the woman out of the car before she started, you know, ramming the citizens or whatever. But With the four-year-old. With the four-year-old. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do I think... So that was over 10 years ago. Do I think people would do that now? I don't no. I don't think so. I mean, there... Well, first of all, they'd have to be, have their head out of their ass and off their phone going right. down the road to even Absolutely. notice a drunk driver. Oh, that's all they would do. Yeah, they would do live, now they live would stream it, it on, yeah. on Facebook. Now they would film oh, my the gosh, crash. look at this lady. Look at this poor four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, to have four people that would actually do that in the same area today, it's, it's going to be a long shot. And I think that it should be. Unfortunately, the legal part of me says um, it's not worth it in most cases to get involved, but I think it should be worth it. Yes. Because just like it says it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a community to police your community. Absolutely. And so I think it should be worth it. I think police should be encouraged to act off-duty uh, because we don't surrender any power or responsibility by taking the uniform off. Nope. And We're expected to get involved. Mm-hmm. And, and in the words of our laws and our peace officer, we raise our right hand and all that stuff. Exactly, and the calling that, that calls you to do the job in right. the first place doesn't allow, really, for an officer not to get involved. Now, we, I feel like those of us that do in these situations, we kind of override our gut instinct. Our, our, our gut reaction is to get involved, and we have to go, oh, nope, nope. Stop. Yep, stop. But you also, when you do that and you are going to get involved, it's very important to look around and see who else is a participant mm-hmm. and uh, not to get shot in the back of the head. You have to really take some notes before you get involved. You're already not a target yet. So before you are a target, I think you should stop, look around, have a plan. You know, plans go to shit really quick, but at least have some type of mental map that you're going to take in order to get involved. And also, you know, you're looking for a potential other victim. Somebody gets out something, starts blasting at you. How many people are they killing that, behind you? That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking the other day about an incident with a local agency. Um, there was a guy with a, a 410 shotgun in a parking lot of a business. And when the officer got there, he's pointing the shotgun at him, at the officer. And at one point, and you can go on YouTube and watch it, but at one point, you hear the officer say to dispatch, get the employees out of the window or something yeah, to that I effect. I remember that clearly. And I think in that incident, you know, he's on duty, so, you know, it's not really as far as, like, what we're talking about off-duty, but it was the repercussions of what happens because if he had taken the shot, which I think he felt that he was justified to do at that time, 
he's more concerned about if he misses the shot hitting the employees in the window and so well you bring up a good point i mean if you're justified as a sniper in a hostage situation uh and picking somebody off in that situation why standing at the counter at the grocery store at the convenience store why are you then not also allowed to pick somebody off to free up a hostage somebody's clearly held hostage and being robbed at gunpoint why wouldn't you be okay to do that so i guess i've missed that story we're not supposed to shoot somebody if we have the opportunity who's holding someone hostage well he's talking about civilly and then uh right i think the the well you're going to be sued no matter what i mean well that's true but i mean if you're so how many times and this is an unknown number because you we haven't caught all the robbers in the world but how many times is a convenience store robbed with a fake gun or an empty gun I have no idea. BB gun. You Doesn't know. matter. That and they and use it shouldn't that, matter. Though. They use that. Right. The little it's, orange cap. If it's an airsoft gun or, or what, it's still your intent and what you made that employee believe you were doing. I agree. But you and I both know that the world we live in right now says that if you shoot somebody and they have a fully uh, loaded weapon with a round in the chamber and you smoked them versus somebody who had an airsoft gun, those two scenarios are going to play out differently. They but I think legally you're going to be fine. You're just yeah, going to get civilly. smashed in the yeah, social media. And, yeah, But you might get civilly. And then a, uh, someone that has some common sense might say it was a suicide mission on his part because he wasn't using a real gun anyway. It's kind of like don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Right. Don't bring airsoft gun to a real gunfight. Right. But And I agree with that. But I just think that those two scenarios in today's climate are going to play out totally differently. You may not get indicted. You may not get in trouble. But you might get fired. You might get sued successfully. Um, and even if none of those things happen, even if you don't get fired, your name's going to be plastered all over everywhere, most likely. You'll probably never be a you're cop not, again. Not, yeah. And, and in some cases, you might get promoted. You might get, yeah, it might be here. It depends on where you are. That's right. So it's and just, I think where we are, I think we would be pretty well supported. I was always worried, even on duty, about crossing the county line southward. Absolutely in a pursuit or whatever you get once you cross that it's it becomes it, that portion becomes mm-hmm. and it hadn't concluded yet so yep you get down in uh, certain neighborhoods or wherever they bail out like we've done many many times and those younger officers some of them may be thinking about it but i Usually know not. me <laughs> i'm thinking i'm in a different world now mm-hmm. and i better not that we're never thinking that we better be right if something happens or it turns to deadly force but you are it may make you hesitate yep which is sad because that's what gets you killed so well i think on or off duty the current climate makes you hesitate no matter what it's true and if you don't hesitate i don't know what you're thinking i mean i'm not saying hesitate to the point of not taking action but right. no i'm with you but there's certainly in route if it's even just in route to the call you're thinking about the legal ramifications of what decisions you have to make and how that's going to play out. I mean, maybe not in the moment of pointing guns at people and people pointing guns at you, but it certainly enters your mind on your way to that call and once the shooting has happened. Well, I guess there's not really, there are not as many as there used to be. Clearly black and white situations where you know 100% yes or 100% no that you should or should not get involved off-duty it's always some shade of gray like uh, i'm not sure how this is going to play out and i think a lot of people i know i mean you stay out of certain situations that may force you to well there's some situations too where if you're off duty especially not in your jurisdiction or not in your uh, patrol area where they make assume that you're one of the suspects when they get there Mm -hmm. or you might be an officer there and they don't even know who you are right that happened where uh was it in harris county uh it was, yeah. The the night he got sh- shot in the nightclub incident where mm-hmm. the there was a detective that was there off duty and he was he had his weapon out and the patrolman shot and killed him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Harris County or not, but it was certainly a situation where, like you said, you put yourself in a position which you're at a bar, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's his fault that he's gone. Right. I'm saying that you do put yourself in positions where the percentage of something happening goes up and even for people who are not police officers you know when i used to teach the self-defense class for women i'm like you just shouldn't be in certain places at certain times of the day and right you just you're you're and sometimes when i used to watch the news and i'd see something i'm like why are you there 
why are you there at that time of evening? Do you know what I mean? Right, like no, one of the great you're, things you're, to watch is the first 48. Mm-hmm. And every story on there, uh, they weren't at Walmart shopping for milk for their child. You know? Mm-hmm. and uh, You're putting yourself in a bad situation and bad things are going to happen. Right. Whether you're a cop They don't deserve to die, but at the same time, things bad things happen at certain areas and certain times. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's difficult. And the other part of it is carrying your weapon at all times. The one thing that I read early on was you don't, outside of policy, whatever your department policy is, having your weapon readily available, <clears throat> that you don't carry your weapon at all times because you necessarily want to be the police all the time you carry the weapon because you don't remember everybody you've dealt with but they remember you absolutely and so when you are somewhere and i i'm sure it's happened to all of us where you're off duty and somebody walks up to you and starts talking to you about something and is giving every indication that they know who you are they know what you do for a living Mm -hmm. maybe you arrested them maybe you didn't um, or in a case of uh, one of our coworkers, where they end up shooting and killing family members, then we had family members coming down threatening to kill all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember um, that. And you don't know all of them because they don't live here, Mm-mm. so you have no idea who you're dealing with, and they're just standing there talking to you. Yeah. So it's. Well, like, I think that uh, the off-duty. A lot of that goes back to what you said. Where are you at? What time is it? You could eliminate a lot of problems with that right there, or potential problems. If you're at the Whataburger at 2 a.m., that's what <laughs> kind of shows up there at that time. Right. Um, but if you're at Whataburger at 2 p.m., it's probably not going to happen. It could. But uh, I just think you have to put yourself in the right positions. I don't – as old as I am now, I don't go anywhere – no, I'm not out. Yeah, I feel, I feel pretty safe because I'm in bed usually by 8, 8, yeah, 30, yeah. So, so I, if, if, <laughs> if, if something happens, it's going to be at my house. So with someone else, not my wife. Right. Know, it's going to be someone that targeted me or they were highly intoxicated, naked, and standing in my driveway. Like, Oh, that did yeah, happen, didn't it? Yep. And uh, he's standing next to my Tahoe telling me not to call the police, to call his Le- friend. Leaning on your... Yeah. Like just all naked. of him Not leaning even, on he it. He didn't even have socks on. That's how naked. Not he even was. socks. <laughs> It'd have been okay if he'd had socks. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was completely <laughs> nude. He could have taken one off and just kind of moved out it to get my snuff out of my. If he'd at least had Crocs on or I something. Said, yeah. Yeah. Crocs would have been. I probably would have gave him a pass. <laughs> but you went to get snuff out of your truck. Yep. And there's a naked dude in my driveway, drunk as anyone you've ever seen. So. And in that situation, was he a neighbor or he was a? Don't you live on a dead end he was road? A, he was attending a uh, teenage party down the street, mm. and I think he bumped something that wasn't supposed to be bumped uh, regarding some type of narcotic, mm. and mm. he started losing his mind and his clothes. And it was at about one thirty in the morning, so, but it happened in my driveway, and I was at home, hey, minding my own damn business. But that that outlines the the thing we always say: the only people out after midnight is cops and crooks, mm-hmm. that's right. or cops and turds, even if it's in a cop's driveway. That's right. <laughs> well, we had a neighbor across the street. Um, he's 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 dead now, but he was uh, pretty bad schizophrenic, and a couple of incidents where Popo fought him in the front yard and things like that, and you know, curbing behavior, wrong place, wrong time. My husband and I just, instead of sitting in the driveway and smoking cigars in the evenings, we would sit in the backyard and shut the garage door just so that if he did come out, we didn't put ourselves in a position where we needed to get involved right. in what he was doing. So and that's, what's that's what I mean about, about like kind of removing yourself from the situation. Like it's not that you're not willing to do something, but you know, is it necessary? Yeah, well, as soon as you hear Larry start screaming and hollering, you just move to the back backyard. Shut the garage door, move mm-hmm. to the backyard. and well, That's why I don't shop at certain places. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a higher propensity of some foolishness going to happen while you're there. Nope, not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I, don't, I don't think you're neglecting your duty. I think you're just doing the same thing that you encourage all citizens to do, which is if you see a situation, 
you know, remove yourself from it and be somewhere safer that you don't have to get involved. You can still be vigilant and, and serve the public good mm-hmm. without being... By being a great witness. By being a yes, great witness and absolutely. without being everywhere. Well, you know how to write a report. You know how to write a statement. And you know how to put all the who, what, when, and where, and why, and all that stuff. You know, the only thing that I would say it would be an active shooter or someone just uh, actively just beating down a, uh, his wife and she's already on the ground, she's out, all that stuff. Um, I don't know. It would take a lot for me to get up out of my seat nowadays and get involved. I mm-hmm. remember there was a, uh, a friend of mine, and he and some other friends were out in Austin, out drinking at the bars, and they're all walking back to their cars or to their hotel room. They're walking to somewhere, and they hear and see a male and female arguing. What male and female has not gotten drunk and argued right. outside of a bar or outside their car, whatever the case may be? He decides this is his time that he and he's a police officer. Was he's not anymore? Go figure. Uh, he decides this is the time when he needs to go get involved. Yep. And so he goes over. They're not hitting each other. They're just screaming and hollering at each other. Um, gets involved. Hold on. I'm going to cut in. They both turn on him. Go ahead. Austin PD shows up, mm. threatens to arrest him for PI. And he argues with them and continues to argue with them until they end up calling his supervisor at his agency and telling him, come get this guy. We're fixing to take him to jail. Yeah. And he calls me the next day and says, you know, ask me, you know, what my opinion is. And I'm like, you're fucking lucky you didn't go to jail. I would have probably put you in jail. Had he man punched his wife? Maybe that's when Maybe everyone different. would have got involved. Right. Maybe different. But even still, you're kind of like, mm, not sure, because you didn't see everything happening before you got there. So even still, you may. But you were talking about you're off duty drinking. Mm hmm. Absolutely. At that point, you're not getting involved uh-uh. unless you absolutely have to. Well, like 100%. I said, if she's really hurt. Oh yeah. If and there's nothing, you're, right. the guys around you, you don't even have to be a cop to get involved in that. Sure. Yeah. Right? But yeah. if so. you've been drinking, you, that's not the time to do proactive police work. No, no, <laughs> no. That is, you are, you are a good witness at that point unless something is walk, really dramatically at a brisk going pace on. The other direction. Yeah, or or you make a phone call. You know, hey, yeah. APD, they're over here. If you want to be that guy, if it's good enough for you to go get your ass involved in, it's good enough for you to make the phone call. Right, right. So, I mean, he was no longer a police officer because he made decisions like that throughout uh, his career. Right. So, I'm sure he'll he hear didn't these get one it the day. first or second time. Then, yeah. kind of like the guy. That's who I'm thinking about. He had many opportunities to remove his head from where it was lodged. It was it symmetrically perfect up. Yes, yes. it was yeah, positioned. Yes. It was it was there. Welded in place. Yes. Well, so. you know, I, and you try to warn those kids or guys or gals. Uh, you know, when you become a police officer, you're you think I'm going to go save the world, and if something happens in front of me, or I did, and I'm thinking, man, you know, if it happens in front of me. I'm talking about my like my first year. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. quickly learned. Um, and it really lets the air out of your cells whenever you realize that how many people will come around and double back on you, whether you're trying to help a wife and she turns on you. Yeah. The kid turns on you. And now you've got three people against one, whether it's a fight or in the courtroom. And she'll tell you, mind your own business. That's right. And, and she's uh, been hit before. And she's filed charges and dropped them before. Right. And, I mean, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But certainly being intoxicated or having consumed alcohol is not the time to start getting involved. No. But, um, I mean, he's the kind of guy that would have lights in his car off-duty and make traffic stops on people. That's lunacy. Was it a, was it a black car? Or? Mm-mm. He had a truck at the time. Okay. He had a Chevrolet truck. So it's I just always thought that, you know, a lot of people do construction jobs. So yeah. they have lights and woo woos in their in their truck. Uh but if you hardwire all this stuff to your vehicle, uh there is a potentially you're gonna get in trouble one day because that switch is right there yep it's too tempting it's too tempting yep and you could be in county out of county someone cut you off uh and for some people it wouldn't bother them at all because they're not going to hit that button mm-hmm. but some they can't they can't handle it nope. the pressure and they have to hit that woo woo and then there's a trooper or somebody four cars back 
and he just saw those red and blues yeah. come on. Cocks his head a little bit to the yeah, side. Yeah, says, like, hey, huh. I'm going to just check him out, make sure he's a, you know, whatever. Or, and then stuff goes down, and you're not even, you're on your way to go fishing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that for the same reason that most cops don't wear any T-shirts, hats, things like that that indicate that they're law enforcement, I think when your vehicle... You don't have a blue shirt that says, I'm a fireman or I'm a police officer? And you wear it to restaurants or anything like that? No. I'm kidding, no, fireman. No, I surely yeah. do not. I'm I'm kidding, fireman. Fireman. But, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that to my vehicle. No, I don't have to, anything to indicate to you're, Now you're just asking for somebody to break in your car because they assume that you have weapons or whatever police or gear in spray there. paint a pig on your car or whatever. You know? right. Or now you set your up, yourself up for... Well, you had all of the tools to be able to act and intervene in this. Why did you not? Right. Right. Well, cool. I think that... How's your back? Is it feeling okay? You need to... I probably should put that thing back on. Um, Well, I guess... The bottom line, it better be really bad for you to get involved. Yeah, it better be worth it. Be a great witness. Yeah. I agree. Totally. And don't be drinking. (laughs) And <laughs> don't be drinking if you get involved. Right. Um, well, if anybody's got any questions, uh, we will have the website up soon, if not already, and uh, the face page and all of those things. So we, we look forward to being able to take people's questions and answer them sometimes live. At some point, we will start doing live broadcasts. And um, we're really enjoying this. This is, I think, in addition to being somewhat therapeutic, uh, it is, we feel like this is something that. Uh, is important to to have out there for both the citizenry and for the all police everywhere because i really think that for citizens for young cops for um even experienced cops to hear people honestly talk about things and i think that the three of us are unique in that we're all just completely secure in talking about being scared or upset or you know frustrated or whatever because of the job so being able to hear people honestly talk about the emotions, the thought processes that go with it, both on and off duty, I think that's, it's only going to help. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And well, for citizens that are listening, um, you may have a question or an incident that occurred in in front of you, and you want to ask a question about what occurred, um, maybe we can give you an opinion on that. Yeah. In fact, uh, when we sent episode one out, um, one of the guys that's that's here helping a lot listened to it and uh he actually had a question for us and uh we'll address that in the next episode it was uh it was a um it's a very good question and it's from a citizen's perspective and he had a question about you know certain things so maybe that'll be the next episode is interactions with citizens and vice versa yeah sounds good so well thank y'all for listening i'm james amber kenton and uh we'll uh see you guys next time Cool.